0: Hello, and welcome to the Support Automation Show. We have a special episode for you today. As it's the holiday season, we thought we would take a look back on the year and showcase some of the great guests we've had on the podcast. Throughout the year, we've been asking our guests what the phrase support automation means to them. In this holiday episode, we'll be running through some of the best answers to this question and revisiting some of the most unique insights our guests had to share. We hope you enjoy. First off, we have Jason Yoon, co-founder at Relay. In this episode, we looked at automation's role in building trust between internal and external customers. You can find the link to Jason's full episode in the episode description.
1: Immediately, it's so mischaracterized. I think people away Mm -hmm. from us, so away from support, operations, leadership, I think they think it's unnecessary. Like, you can figure out a workaround. Like, you should be fine. You should be happy with what you have. And I think realistically, it's actually critical to our ecosystem. You know, I know you just mentioned talking about your phone. all of our favorite like applications, like it's so easy as a consumer to be like, I'm gonna place an order, I'm right. gonna go ahead and buy this thing. Why can't it be so easy for our users or our support teams to have that same level of engagement, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's like the way I like to think about it. If you're a company who does not embrace support automation, mm-hmm. then you're not thinking about customer support engagement within minutes. You're mm-hmm. totally okay with days and weeks, and if that is what your brand is all about. Awesome, but the rest of us who are actually realizing, no, we need to be on the same level of intensity and speed, we know that we need to take every single advantage to make our lives easier for that.
0: Now, let's hear from Maxime Manso, co-founder and CEO of Zest. In this episode, Maxime shares why organizations should automate lower value support tasks and interactions to save time, money, and bandwidth for high value ones.
1: What's pretty funny, as you realize, like. With this, we are more on a one-on-one support mm-hmm. than automation. But what we realize over time is like, if you want to provide one-on-one support, you need to have everything else yes. automated. So this is basically like, I mean, one doesn't live without the other one, right? Yes. So all the customers, and I've seen so many teams I mean, especially in SaaS business, but not only like many other industry tools. And if one day you have like you have the need for great one-on-one support, you can be sure that all the rest that maybe you don't see or what's under the hood, everything is automated. I really don't see them as some different things. They complement each other's and one needs the others to exist, or at least to exist in a in a great way. So for me, like, obviously, I mean, to answer your question short, like wh- what it means, automation, it means like it's, it's a one on one of support. Because if you want to provide, like, I would say, like one on one, like customer support, you obviously need to start by having everything autom- automated uh, from your support uh, processes, both outside, like customer facing, uh, but also like internal. <music>
0: Next up, Brent Sanders, co-founder of Vern and CEO of Formulated Automation, discusses some of the best automation practices, how bringing software automation unlocks value at organizations, and the advantages of cross-product integration.
1: At, at its core, what it like tangibly means is is making our CSRs, our customer support reps, like superheroes. Like that's what it means to me. Is like when I. Think about automation. It's just making them super powerful, and what our number one thing that we're trying to get all of our businesses through Vern, through Formulated to a point is just empowering the rep, so they don't have to put people on like hold. You know, now Mm -hmm. everything's over chat and email. We don't. We do have voice for a lot of our our businesses, and we we found that to be super powerful, but in kind of a different way. But just this idea of like. Hey, we received your message. We're handling, you know, we're going to pass it to our tech team. We'll get back to you. It's like we're just trying to avoid that at all costs. So that's right. what it means is like getting people answers and giving power to the end
0: rep. In a special episode of the Support Automation show, we spoke with John Heck, Senior Advisor Lending Solutions at Capacity, who covered the trends and forward-looking aspects of support automation in the housing and mortgage space. Here's a clip. To me, distinctly it's an enterprise data
2: solution i mean there's many machinations of that but it's the ability to effectively use the data that i own as a customer in correlation with all the other technology initiatives that i have to operate within in the mortgage space most of which are closed technology environments which present you know significant limitations
0: We also spoke with Shashank Shakar, founder and CEO of InstaMortgage, one of the fastest growing mortgage companies in America and the fastest growing private company in Silicon Valley. In September 2020, Shashank led his team to create Rachel, the world's first digital human in the mortgage industry. In this episode, Shashank reveals the secret behind the company's success and the implication of automation and technology in the process.
2: Efficiency, productivity and speed. Those Mm. are the three words that comes to my mind.
1: Efficiency, productivity, and speed. Definitely three things that technology can help elucidate for businesses. Yep. In terms of how you guys embrace automation at Instant Mortgage, tell me a little bit about what that is. I know you have a digital human, Rachel. I was Mm -hmm. conversing with her yesterday (laughs) in preparation for, for the interview. You know, that's a pretty future forward point of view to not only get, an AI with a chatbot or, or Mm -hmm. a more text-based point of input, but to kind of get into the the virtual human slash, you know, metaverse kind of route. I'm curious, like, how do you guys embrace automation and instant mortgage and maybe take us to the journey that led to instituting a digital human in the process there?
2: Sure. Of course I can handle both. In fact, I just, just interviewed uh, Danny Tomset, who is the CEO of Unique on my podcast, talking about digital human and metaverse, because I think Unique as a company is is doing some amazing job on on that space. But really for us, as you said, it's it's kind of future thinking on, on the entire technology piece. But conversational AI has become mainstream since Siri and Alexa came on board, right? Is that now people have no problem talking to them now. People have no problem asking them to do their chores and works and and do a lot of online tasks. Of course, we have chatbots, which is very, very prevalent on on a website kind of a platform. And then you have Siri and Alexa. So the way I see it is that people are already very used to conversational AI platforms, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. chatbot in itself is technically a conversational AI if if you've done it well. And then, of course, Siri and Alexa is an upgrade on that if you want to use your audio format kind of thing, because if you have a phone or a handheld device, then, then an audio format works better than typing. And where I saw the opportunity for digital human was maybe take that one step forward, because as humans, of course, we like to chat with humans. And even though Rachel, what we call a digital human, is is digital at the end of the day, she still looks and feels uh, like a human. She behaves like a human. She has emotions. At least she shows emotions like like a human. So that makes the experience and the conversation more engaging, more sticky. And that's what we were going for.
0: Back in July, we had Donna Weber on the show. Donna is the customer onboarding expert at Donna Weber Springboard Solutions and principal of Kickstart Alliance. We looked at the role of support automation in customer onboarding and the benefits of taking a digital touch approach.
2: Well, support automation means to me, delivering the right touch to the right user at the right time. And it may be a digital touch in the sense it's automated because it's digital, but it may be a higher touch, but it's automated in the sense that it's orchestrated, that it's really baked into a process.
0: Recently, we were fortunate enough to speak with Melissa Kwan, co-founder and CEO of eWebinar, about why automation matters for your webinar strategy and how that aligns with the current trend of how consumers expect to engage with information. She shares her thoughts on how automation can lighten our workload and free up our time.
2: I think it means automating everything that can be automated so Mm -hmm. that you can focus your time on things that can't. And then that's really the foundation, right? Like, I always say, like, If you feel like a robot doing it, then let a robot do it so you can just go do something else. And even if that's something else, like I actually don't love the idea of, hey, automate this so you can be more productive. Like we didn't build this product so you can work more. We built this product so you can work less. Like even like on our site, like our mission is like to help people get their time back, to spend it with friends and family and to do other things you enjoy. And if you enjoy working more, that's amazing but this is not like yet another productivity tool.
0: To discuss the differences between email automation and personal email and how to best balance them to deliver a great customer experience, we had Ed Frame, founder of Exemplify on the show. Support automation,
1: when I first hear it, it immediately my mind just goes to tickets. It's that, as I said, I've been in a background of HubSpot for the last seven years, and, and you know their service hub would be very much tickets. So that's always been the kind of the first immediate thing that comes in is, is those automatic ticket pipelines, which, oh, okay, they have their place, but that is the tip of the iceberg to what support automation can be. And, and really now support automation is a, a really the case of what the customer journey is post-sale, how can you support your customer for whatever their needs and be more proactive rather than reactive. So, you know, I think there's there's a lot of untapped growth with uh, support automation for many businesses out there.
0: In our episode with Justin Clegg, founder and CEO of Allset, we delve into the benefits of SMS-based AI and how small businesses and direct consumer settings can utilize it efficiently
1: we think about support uh, automation in a few different capacities and contexts they're situational and you know it really comes down to how you handle things like customer service how you handle a contact center how you know even from a sales perspective how we think about qualifying and handing over a live agent you know once it's been identified as a lead and then we also think a lot about content right so content distribution And I think support automation should be able to address all of those capacities to an extent. And, you know, making it in our earlier conversation, making it feel like there's a human in the room without, you know, sort of breaking down the experience. And so uh, that's probably how we would structure and how I would think about the, the world of support automation today.
0: And finally, we spoke with Jason Viglione, Director of Customer Support Experience at H1, who kindly shared his knowledge of support automation in the healthcare industry. Remember, you can check out this episode and all the others we've mentioned by following the links in the episode description.
1: To me, it means efficiency, right? It means letting the tools get out of the way of themselves. I don't want to have highly trained engine support engineers, whether they're technical engineers or or they're very trained on the medical side of things, spending a lot of time moving through the UX of support, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to spend that time helping people. That means if they need to click less buttons, if they need a robust knowledge base, whatever it means to let the tools get out of the way, that's how I like to
0: automate it. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to the Support Automation Show. Happy holidays, everyone.